Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. I was, I was rushing to put all of my electronics on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I guess yeah. I should do that too. I'll turn off the smoke alarm. Let's uh, yank uh, that battery right out. All right, we're ready. Les? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh right, right as you were talking about turning off electronics, it, it was silent. We thought you we lost you there. Oh, oh, no, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Um, um, this, this was a Hallmark week. Mm-hmm. It was. And I gotta tell and, you. Yeah. Like yeah. You guys know me well enough to know I'm a sucker for a makeover movie. I'm, I, I, but there's another genre. I'm a sucker for a girl hits her head and travels back in time movie. <laughs> I well, didn't yeah, know I, that yeah. was really a genre. It is. You know, like, I guess it kind of is, yeah. Well, and, and I guess it could it could be a girl or a guy that goes back in time, you know, yeah. to high school. Like, remember yeah. the one that we saw about the Ferris at the mm-hmm. Ferris wheel? Yeah, yeah. Which was actually pretty good. Yeah, and it, of course, you know, there's there's the gold standard of time travel teenage movies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, favorites. that's true. Or Thirteen Going on Thirty. Okay, yeah. Okay, now I 13 see it. Thirteen Going on Thirty. Now I see this as a genre. And, and, and the thing is, I like all of those movies. So I, I think I like the genre too because well, I'm going to make a, a strong statement out of the gate, Kurt, unless you wanted to say something. I was Well, no, I wanted to say a cast member of the show has made a strong statement. I, yes. I, <laughs> I, 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 I messaged member, the guys. And okay. wait, let me read exactly what I wrote. I wrote... Okay. Uh, I actually truly love this movie so far. It's possibly the best Hallmark movie I've ever seen. And now that I finished the movie, I'm here to say before we even get into it, that this is hands down the best Hallmark movie I have ever watched. Oh, that's a strong statement. Yeah. Well, I have to say I was planning an announcement. Oh, okay. Oh, and I was going to say that and i and this is this is true in the history of doing the show this is the best hallmark movie i've seen yeah oh my gosh two for two yeah <laughs> i'm shocked i loved so much about this movie if, even if this movie weren't on hallmark i would have liked it i really would have liked it so even taking that that, that lens almost, off of it it yeah. was really well done it's almost at the level of uh well exactly as you said that it was a, if it was a real movie. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I I have a three way tie. Yes. Okay. I do have some uh, issues because, with the movie, as usual, but okay. be, because yeah. I have a three way tie because you know of course I love Shopaholics Christmas, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yeah. I loved the one with Fran Drescher and her date. Like oh, that, that was, was lifetime. lifetime. That was oh, lifetime. That doesn't count. That's lifetime. Yeah. Okay, so then this one ties with Shopaholics Christmas. Yeah, my favorite Hallmark. And and they both have and the the 
the merry-go-round time travel one, which was also Hallmark, they all have an element mm-hmm. of magic, which is really interesting. Right. Uh, you know, because Hallmark's trying to be sort of the the gold standard of like this is what what American life looks like almost. Uh, and the fact yeah. that the best movies are the ones that sort of get away from that a little bit are the ones that I like. Well- well, what was there are a lot of things about this movie, and if I was going to criticize it, I would say it, it, it is derivative. Like it is, Peggy Sue got married a little bit, a little mm-hmm. Back to the Future. So it's, it's not necessarily. Well, but here's here's the main thing I think I would I like about the movie. There are a lot of things I like about it. Is that this movie is primarily about a failed relationship, and she's just yes. trying to pick up the pieces of this failed yeah. relationship, which I thought is kind of a brave move. I haven't seen that in in a uh, Hallmark movie. As a matter of fact, I think this is our first couple that we have had in the middle of a divorce. Not a divorce. For the whole movie. Well, not a divorce, no, but it's... But, it's, but certainly, like, marital yeah. strain that they acknowledge as being marital strain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I love it, and I can't wait to talk about it. But before we talk about it, Kurt... Do you have any black China news? China. 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 I'm talking China. Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Okay, this is from the website hotnewhiphop.com. I think they got their information, (laughs) which I read from my news every morning. Um, And I think they got this from uh, TMZ. The headline is, Black China screams at fan in Miami airport. Go get fucking vaccinated. Entertainer Black well, China. Her. Entertainer Black China lost her temper this weekend, completely blowing her top at the Miami airport and berating a fan who reportedly asked to take a picture with her. The reality television star went on a very animated pro-vax rant, yelling at a fan who got close to her that she should go get fucking vaccinated before going off uh, about her Washington D.C. roots. The blue-haired celebrity was at the airport with her team when somebody <laughs> holding a baby appro- <laughs> reportedly approached her and asked for a picture. China allegedly started a rant about how the woman needed to be vaccinated before yelling across the busy terminal, berating the woman, and saying, Stop being stupid, ho! Um, the mother of two is vaccinated, <laughs> receiving the first of her two shots on Instagram Live earlier this year. According to TMZ, the police were not called uh, regarding Black China's public freakout at the Miami airport. China has not addressed the video yet. Last month, BC previously gave her opinion about Kanye West and the Kim Kardashian splitting up, Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian's tricky relationship, and more. Now we know exactly where she stands on the topic of anti-vaxxers, seemingly refusing to let anybody who's unvaccinated near her. Now, here's a little sound bite of, of her. Let's see if we can hear You hear that's Black China. I can't screaming. really hear what's going on Wait, there. I can't. I can't. Okay, so we'll just, I'll, I'll get rid well, of that. What, what, what was she screaming? It's just, it's like somebody was like getting a phone. A video know, of video her like flipping out just, about the yeah, va- screaming, va- ah, unvaccinated. Fucking, fucking vaccinated. Yeah, she's screaming and yelling. <laughs> wow. Well, she's a publicity machine. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, she's not wrong. No, I'm getting, <laughs> she, I'm getting my second shot tomorrow. Yay. She's not wrong at all. <laughs> I had to wait a little while. But yeah. I I love that they referred to her as blue haired because it makes me think of old people. Right? Because <laughs> you, you always talk about the old ladies, see, their hair sort of starts turning blue. <laughs> it made me think of that. Oh, right? Yeah. I, I, I would. I think she should come out with t shirts. I would wear a t shirt that says get vaccinated, ho. 
Yeah, get vaccinated, you hoe. Yeah, good for her. Oh yeah, she she is back. She was out of the news for a while. Now, everywhere she's going, she's screaming and yelling. That was a good story. But she's back with the bank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I she's so yelling excited. for good reason. I wonder how she knew the woman wasn't vaccinated. I guess. Well, knowing Black China, she probably asked her. What? Yeah. Where, where? Where was this at? Just like randomly on the street, or was it at an event? No, this is this is at the airport. Miami airport. At uh, the airport. Well, so there's yeah. probably some woman that was like, you know, getting mad about being asked about it before she's getting on the flight or something. Oh, okay. Or, or I could see the woman going, "Hey, Black China, can I take a picture with you?" And then Black China saying, "Are you vaccinated?" And then she would say, "No." And then, oh. Black, then Black China is like, "Don't be stupid, you hoe." She was, I could see. <laughs> she regretted that. Yes. Yeah. Black China's right. We're team She's Black totally China. Totally right. Oh, now did you did you want to mention uh, the Masked Singer? How we we know people on the Masked Singer? No, we know people on Alter Ego. Oh, wait, you know people on the Masked the, Singer? No, Alter Ego. You were you sent me a text about like what is what is, like, what is Alter Ego? I don't know what that is. Okay, our friend Chase Paget is competing on a, a television program called Alter Ego. That that was on after the, it's on after the masked singer. So in alter ego, what they do is the the singers are backstage and an an avatar of them. Oh, okay, the avatar on one. Stage. Got yeah. it. I so I did know the of show. the existence of the show. So who do you know? He is named Chase Paget, and his avatar's name is Orlando something. First name is Orlando, and the the avatar and. He uh, he's made it to the next round. He's I, I thought oh. he was gonna get cut because I watched. He was on last week, last Wednesday, and it looked like because the audience chose the two ladies, and then it was uh-huh. like him and this other guy. So I thought, oh, he's gonna get cut, but he did not get cut. He's still going. Now, now does the the avatar do like moves and dances and stuff? Yeah, his avatar did a moonwalk, but it's I it's I'm not clear on how much. Um, because the the people are backstage, they're in like some kind of outfit. They're they're connected to all these electronic things, and I don't know how much. I'm not sure how much of, the, of their movement reflects the avatar or not. Like, is it like you know, like they have like the like? Remember they? Did you ever see the uh, Planet of the Apes where the one guy who played the monkey Caesar? It was like actually a guy, and they yeah. had like all these. Yeah, it's, it's called motion capture. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's almost certainly motion capture for how they, they do the avatar. Okay. So they're probably backstage. Like if you've ever seen uh back uh, backstage footage of a movie where they're doing this, it's like the, it's a green screen and the actors also completely covered in green and they've got like little dots on it that that's, can communicate with like the computer. Here, yeah. 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 The other thing I want to know, maybe you guys can answer this. I was wondering if the judges and the judges are, it's, it's, it's a uh, will. I am, I think he's a producer of the show. Alanis Morissette, but I didn't recognize it first because she's, Blonde now. Wait, it lasts more set? Yeah, yeah she's blonde so. now because I um, saw her in concert last week. Yeah. And I forget who else is. I think Grimes is, okay. a, is one of the. Wait, wait as, as in um, Elon Musk's Grimes. Ex? Yeah. Yeah, that's Grimes. Well, she's the money now. Yeah. I don't think she um, does. So, uh, they have a baby together. Yeah, with them. But well, okay, well, what I want to know is do the, can the judges and the audience, do they actually see this avatar creature in front of them or are they watching this? Good on question. I, I want to know that. And I, and I want to ask because there's you know, there's like some some threads on Facebook with that 
Chase, but I don't want to say, hey, Chase, I like your performance, but just a, just a technical question, but I don't know. I think that's a fair Maybe thing to ask, and, not a, yeah. and, and probably not a super common question either. You'd probably yeah, be happy to so. answer that. I'm really curious. Now, now, is there is there a Simon Cowell, like a mean judge? No, I don't think so. I think there are four judges. I can't remember who the other one is. Okay. And they watch. So, yeah. But in all these shows, you need a mean judge. No, the show I saw, so I watched that one episode, and uh, I don't think anybody was mean. Everybody who performed was very good. Their avatars are good. Their singing is, is good. Do you think it's easier on these singing competitions, do you think it's easier for a woman because just as a woman singer, it's more impressive well, to be a female singer than a male singer? If it's one of these that have to do with the nation voting, I could I could see that. But I'm not sure I, I understand I, I the, the, the theory here. I think that I have a, I just developed a, a theory very late mm -hmm. in the game. But I'm just watching these these competition shows. I thought, you know, I think it might be more impressive to see to hear a woman's voice, an impressive woman's voice, than a man's voice, just because of the because of the range. Oh, because like when a woman is smaller in stature and they can kind of belt, it's surprising. Or I think I, it's just the voice. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why. I think this but when i watched that show the alter ego they were more impressed with the women singing i noticed and you know the i would imagine any any kind of surprise that you get out of a judge on any of these kinds of shows often comes from the voice not matching your perception when they walk in the room and you know okay. it's like think of susan boyle for instance like you know she looks like this very bookish woman you don't expect her to have that voice and then she sings and they're all blown away and right. i i would think that you can really manipulate that and play with that if you've got an avatar there you could change the look of the avatar to look completely unlike the voice and that's really going to surprise him mm -hmm. yeah that's what they do on this yeah Yeah. Okay. okay. There you go. This is something I was thinking about. I was just thinking, make the just the female voice might be has have, might have more potential of being more impressive. But maybe maybe I'll give it a watch. Yeah, I will not. Maybe maybe I'll give. You will not take a look at it. I, I wouldn't I watch just, it either. I don't like reality it, 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 shows. It's, it's, no, I watched it because he was on it, but um, it's pretty good. It got some horrible, uh, horrible a review somewhere. Really? <laughs> but uh, it's it, it it's not bad. I, th I think it's. What, what, did they, what did they say? That's oh, a glowing review when you're like, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, <laughs> it's fine. This review said it was like the worst show of all time. And oh. I don't – Chase – our friend Chase posted this. So he, he, uh -huh. the only reason I saw this thing – I don't I don't remember where, where it was uh, posted. But it was just, just ripping the show apart. But no, that show with Monica Lewinsky years ago, that was one of the worst shows. And Tucker uh, Carlson, that's 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 the worst show on television. What show is that? Why do I not remember that? Because that sounds like an amazing piece of pop culture that's terrible. Oh, there was a show with Monica Lewinsky where it was this guy. It was there was a woman who she was very shallow and she only wanted to be with handsome men. So they get all these um, guys together and they wear these these masks like this. The, yeah, they all wear a mask. And then and Monica Winsky, I don't even think she was the host. She was like the, she was just sort of like 
Was that the same the show host. that um, Lorenzo Lamas was on and would have a pointer and they would like point no, out that was show? Okay, but same that's kind of thing, show, right? Yeah. yeah was it more like that show with Chrissy Teigen where they got a group of good looking people and this is to see if they were like a good person or not? And so, like, they would like set them up, like, they'd have like an old man come and ask them for money, but it would really be an actor. Or they'd have like a, a, an overweight woman, and they'd see if they were nice to her or not, and then and that was an actor. And then when the person got voted out, Chrissy Teigen would say, "Okay, this is actually a test to see if you're a good person. You're not." <laughs> and, and I mean, just us oh. describing these shows, whether they're or not, they are accurate descriptions, is why I truly don't like reality shows. It just. It just seems like humanity not being self-aware. Yeah. Do you guys remember the Swan? Yeah. I, I yeah, I think so. I don't think I ever. Okay, so the it. Swan was they would they would take like an unattractive woman, right? And they would literally give her a Frankenstein makeover. <laughs> they would like they would like makeover like. They would gave her the full works and like a full body lift and a new nose and a new face and everything. And then they would always put her on Nutrisystem. And then, (sighs) and then, and then you weren't allowed, she wasn't allowed to look at herself until the, until she got on stage. Oh, and what did she do when she got on stage? Just stood there in the mirror? They'd always, get, yeah, and then they'd always go, "I'm beautiful," and cry. No, I, I've I've missed that one. And then and there, there were, were, and there were. Oh, go ahead. I, I think there were men on the swan. Oh no, that was called Joe Handsome. Or you're something. thinking of Joe there Millionaire? Was there was a Joe Millionaire. Well, jo- oh, there was another one called something Joe Handsome or something, where they would take like ugly guys and then like give them Frankenstein makeovers as well. Oh yeah. Oh, I know which oh, show boy. you're talking about because I know two guys that were on it, and I can't think of what it was. How flattering! You do? I do. Yeah, yeah. I used to be. Show. I used to do improv with with both of them in the same group, and they were on different seasons, but they were on that show. Re- do, Reg- I think it was called Regular Joe, Joe, maybe. Yeah, Ordinary Joe. Ordinary Joe. Joe. Average Joe. Yeah. Average Joe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Average Joe. What What network was? I believe Average Joe was on garbage. NBC, but most of this kind of stuff it was on Fox. NBC? Okay. Yeah. Right. There was Lee and Fox. Yeah. Fox had they had Joe Millionaire, yeah. where they tricked all the girls into thinking they were yeah. uh, vying for the affection of a millionaire who wasn't, uh, and that was that was huge. And then there was Married by America. Where America oh, got no. to vote on oh what couple she got. Darva Conger. I, I remember that. that I know the host of that show. Valentine. Whoa, no, wait, what? I used to work with him. Wasn't it? Um, oh, I'm, I'm Kiss FM? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wasn't it? Um, what was that guy's name? The guy who used to, he was a, he was like a, he was a radio guy and he was Carla's husband on Cheers. Oh, he, oh, um, oh, he, he, Rick, no, um, 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 not Rick Dees. Um, oh. No, the other one. I used to listen uh, to no, the show. He passed away um, recently, or a couple years ago. He passed away. He, he Jay Thomas. Oh, Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas. Mr. Holland's Opus. Jay Thomas. Jay Thomas. Yeah, Jay uh, Thomas. Here in L.A., yeah. he used to be on Power 106, which is insane yeah, to think Jay about Thomas. now. Working Mindy. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, wasn't he, he the host? Yeah, he died a long time ago. He died a long time ago. 
Yeah, I yeah. guess he did. Not, not I don't know, five years ago. But wasn't he the host of that millionaire marrying the millionaire show? Mayor, Married by a Millionaire was hosted by Valentine, who I worked with at Kiss FM. He's now on uh, My FM here in LA. Oh, hmm. I thought he hosted that other show. Okay, maybe there were a couple shows with similar themes. Right. I think. Oh, and the Swan. The Swan, this woman, like, she looked at herself and so she got disqualified because she looked at herself. <laughs> Okay, let's because I was I honestly was coming into this podcast in a very very happy mood because I watched this movie that I really liked and now I just feel sick about America. Well, okay, yeah, that's let's... bad news. All three good. All right, and our friend and our friend Susan was on uh, CBS News, so that was exciting. Who? <laughs> you didn't see that? No. Last... Who's on Who's on CBS News? Su- I guess I gotta say her name. Susan was on CBS News. Susan Thompson Gaines, our friend, she does like. Oh she wait, why was Susan? Kindness. Oh my God, why was Susan on TV? Oh, really? For her little, her little house, her little. Um, yeah, because she, she does. Like she, bank? she does a kindness yard sales every year, and then she yes. takes all the proceeds. She does yes. these acts of kindness all year round. She does all sorts of great yes. stuff. So CBS News profiled her. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, good for her. Yeah. I need to watch that and and message her. Oh yeah. Oh, good she's for Susan. The, she's all the rage. We should have her on on the show now. Now that she's we a celebrity, should. we should. We, we, we Su- actually, Susan would. Susan is funny. <laughs> oh yeah, Susan's great. Anyway, let's talk about this movie. Let's get Love to it. Strikes twice. So we start out. We're in Chicago. And then, okay, so these past few Hallmark movies that we watched have been kind of meh, right? Because mm-hmm. they haven't been following, they haven't been following, you know, the, the, the Hallmark um, tropes. And so I was happy to see that our, our heroine was very busy. Out of the gate. Very busy, so, yeah. So I was like, okay, good. She's very busy. This means that we're good so far. The, so, the actress, by the way, all... that, that was the, the star of this movie, Katie Finlay, I was trying to, for like three quarters of the movie, I was trying to figure out why does she look so familiar? If you watched um, How to Get Away with Murder, she played Rebecca oh, in yeah. season one. Did I, I didn't she... realize that, yeah. That woman. Her hair was longer, right? Yeah. And How to Get Away with Murder? Mm-hmm. Well, that woman, call the police, she stole my heart. Yeah, she was great. Oh. She was fantastic. <laughs> Um, so, so our, our heroine was so busy. As a matter of fact, she tried to cook breakfast, and the pan caught on fire. Yeah. In this scene, yeah. I thought at first that she was talking, and they forgot to dub in the other voice that was on the phone with her. But then, like, because her hair was covering the fact that she was wearing AirPods in her ears, so it looked like she was just talking to nobody. And, and then her poor husband, she like starts ordering him around too. He had to cancel his tutoring. Some child is now going to get an F because mm-hmm. he's got to go pick right. up a silver tray for the parents' anniversary party. And she wasn't like, Josh, would you please cancel? She was like, cancel it. You got to go pick up my stuff. Which and, is bullshit because so she could have um, easily had like a messenger pick it up. Right. Right. Yeah, they had money. Postmates even. Yeah, you do that thing where you order an Uber and then somebody just hands it off to the driver. Yeah, Postmates, you can do DoorDash and pick up shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so, th- so then she shows up for work early. And then um, 
her boss, she tells her boss, well, I showed up for work early, but I'm going to be leaving early and I'm going to be taking work with me. And so, and so the boss was like, you know, he looked pretty smarmy, Mm -hmm. but he was like, oh, he was like, oh, you keep this up. You're going to get a junior partner spot. And then he was, he was even like, you know, when he found out how much of a workaholic she was, he was like, call me Mal, you know, call me my, you know, by my first name. This guy probably gets acting work just based on the fact he's so similar to Steve Buscemi. He yeah. like, looks like him. He's like a more like handsome him. Steve Buscemi, but he definitely had Steve's eyes. Right. So, so then her, her friend, Carrie, Carrie stops by and, um, have we seen her before? Have we seen Carrie before? I think so. Probably in, in one of the Hallmark movies as like, you know, a side character. But she's like some kind of designer or something because she was signing a contract. That's why they were best friends, but she was there signing oh. a contract as well. Yeah. She designs like swimsuits. So and we find out that they've been friends like since high school or whatever. Right. So, so then, you know, they're getting ready for the parents' 40th anniversary party. Um, then, um, she's, and then basically Maggie's just focused on how much of a shark she has to be at work. Like she's going to be a barracuda, she Mm -hmm. says. And so, oh, and then Carrie though is like, well, guess who I ran into? Rick, what was it? Rick Rubin? Rick something. No, Rick Morgan. Rick Morgan. Yeah. Rick Rubin's a famous producer. Uh, yeah, I yeah, ran yeah. into, I ran into to Rick Morgan. <laughs> Rick Rubin's got that giant beard. That'd be kind of cool if he was a love interest. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> was this the scene where they were in the car I talking? Ran, I ran oh, into this Rick was after. Okay. I ran into Rick Ross, who used to <laughs> used to date for years. <laughs> no, that's another good one. But no, the car scene was afterwards, though. Oh, okay. Just because I've noticed a new uh, Hallmark trope emerging, and I'm kind of here for it, and that is the terrible green screen car scene. We've been getting a lot of those lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, they kind of got all Hallmark stuff, Hallmark tropes out of the way in the beginning for this movie. Right. Because then the friend is like, you know, I ran into your ex-boyfriend, da-da-da-da-da. He has his own plane, Right. And I think then, what they may have done, excuse me, I think what they may have done is uh, because they get all the Hallmark tropes, it's top heavy with Hallmark tropes. And then the movie gets more interesting. So they may have just written this script and handed it in knowing that they were going to read like the first 15 pages. Right? Maybe. Like, and get it all out of the way early. Well, I, I, I don't <laughs> remember the writer's names, unfortunately, but I did notice that there was a story. Two people were credited with story by and one person was credited uh, credited with teleplay, which means the story by people are the ones that sold the idea. But teleplay was brought in to uh, rewrite the script and form it into a proper script. Uh, so, so, oh, so then Maggie is walking down the hall and then she bumps into Rick, her ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. and he's very handsome, and he's like, you know, kind of looks her up and down, and and they talk, and he invites her, like, hey, let's get together for lunch sometime. Wink, mm-hmm. wink. I'm in town in three weeks. He's like, I'm in town in three weeks. It's a dangerous time. Yep. 
And then so now we're in the part where he's reading the husband's reading the book in the car. Yeah. And, yeah. and so but she's very dismissive of he's a teacher and she's very dismissive of the fact that he's a teacher. Kind of, yeah. It's 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 a very well done scene, I think. It really does show tension, I felt, between a right. couple. Without kind of hitting us over the head with it. Right. And then um, we find out that uh, the town, that their town basically started going to shit when when their old library closed. And then he tells Maggie that you only started dating me because you felt sorry for me anyway, which that's not a good way to start a relationship. No. I don't think. That was a weird thing to hear in a Hallmark movie. Because we so rarely examine a relationship that is having problems in a Hallmark movie, much less one where, like, one person feels like they're resented by the other. Yeah. Uh I felt this was also the very first time I saw a Hallmark movie where I actually could relate to the male lead. I mean, the guy is kind of vulnerable. He's just sort of like, I mean, I love the idea. I I would be totally up for saving a library. Mm -hmm. So Okay, so here's my question. Okay, so you know, in the beginning, they look thirty-seven, and then, and then when she goes back in time, they're like supposed to be twenty-two. How old do you uh, think these two actors were really? They well, the uh, Katie Finley. I looked it up. She's thirty-one, and I actually like that they did that with the casting because I hate when they've got someone really young and they do old person makeup. I hate when they do someone old and they do young person makeup. I feel like the way right. to cast this is split the difference. Right. You know, I hate to be mean, but the <laughs> it was like the early nineties, I think it was, where they decided Hollywood decided they're going to put people in old age makeup, and it just looked ridiculous. And the and the most egregious example, I think I'm using egregious correctly, is that Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal, where the yeah. whole movie, oh yeah, he's this ridiculous, and and they're doing a musical. Billy, mm-hmm. <laughs> Facebook's been advertising this to me. They're trying to they're trying to make a musical of Mr. Saturday Night. So ah, uh, oh, a, a Broadway version. Well, that might work. But it just reminds us how ridiculous that movie was. Um, so 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 they get they get to her house. They get to Maggie. They get to Maggie's house, and her mom looks kind of forlorn. Oh yeah, her dad's a wreck. Bad shape. Yeah, the the dad's hobbling down the stairs with a cane. I don't know how he got up the stairs. Yeah, I, I, I should keep him away. From I the was stairs. legit worried that he was going to fall. Yeah, these people. I was like, these parents are in rough shape. The and, and, brother, the brother's a mess. Yeah, th- this well, is actually really nice. The brother, too. They, they, they set this up very nice, and this is very back to the future in that they, they sort of show people at their their worst or, you know, in a much poorer version of their lives than they probably wanted it to become. And then we get to back up in time and see how that could all change. Yeah. So and then, and then we find out that the dad had torn his spinal cord because he fell off of a ladder. Yeah. Like an old ladder. Yeah. And that's right. The brother, by the way, was really and hot. I was way into the brother. He really was. Yeah. What's what's he? I, you know, I like the I like the brother a lot, and I don't remember seeing a character like that. Maybe I, I missed it, but I could kind of relate to him too because he was mm-hmm. kind of like a shy, awkward kind of guy. I don't know. We haven't seen these kind of characters mm-hmm. before. Usually in these movies, everybody 
has it on the ball. Yeah. And like everyone, you know, right. works at uh, the local cafe. <laughs> and they don't really, these, you know, place an emphasis people. on right. smarts other than just like, you know, vaguely saying that people are smart. We get to actually see people being smart in this movie. Yeah. 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 And real characters. So it's such much, such stronger characters than I've seen in other movies. Mm-hmm. Good job. So then, you know, they they catch up with the parents and stuff, and then mm-hmm. long story. Then um, Josh and Maggie end up getting into a fight. Yeah, and he says he wonders if he fight, and Maggie should have even gotten married in the first place. Wow, right? Man, that's that's a, and that's those are like pretty much like. And that's and that's kind of like and then she's like and I've I've had moments like this it's just it's just horrible where you don't really know where to where to go and she's like should I sleep in my old room or what like what should I do now? Yep, and he's like, yeah. They should make more movies with horrible experiences so I can relate to them. Because that was the thing. When he when he when she asked if should I sleep in my own room, he's like, "Yes, you should." Mm-hmm. No, he's no, he leaves it up to her. He's like, "Whatever you think." Well, that's a yes. <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, geez. And yeah. I, I what do you went, think? <laughs> I went the wrong way. Am I? Fine? So, yeah. No. That's a. Oh, that's see, a, I, I don't see that as a yes. I see that as a test. That's a test. Like, oh, don't you dare put this on me. You just ask the question. You make up the the your mind for yourself. Oh, well. Yeah, and and this uh, looking at this as a real life situation. Yeah, good luck trying to figure out the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a real pain right. in the ass. Anyway, well, she was very upset, so she went out for a walk to get some <laughs> air, clear her head, you know. Um, yeah. And, and so, so then um, she's walking. She's upset. And then she goes to a fountain and she's like, she takes off her wedding ring and she's like, I wish I had a do over. And it's just like, fuck it. And throws her wedding ring into the fountain. And then she drops her phone. She bends down to get her phone and she hits her head. And she wakes up and she's in her bedroom. Cause remember she was banished to the bedroom last night to her room. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up. But but there's a flip phone next to her, and she's like, "What the fuck?" She also like, has a different like, hairstyle. Yeah, I and, have and- trouble waking up in a different year. I hate to give it away because if I woke up next to a disc man, I mean that would just be 2021 for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's currently playing in and your disc she- man, Kurt? Yeah, what is um. Ace of Base. Although I've heard oh. some bad things about Ace of Base. I don't think I can listen to them anymore. Why? Did, did they lie I about seeing the sign? Because it opened up their eyes, as I understand it. Is that the- <laughs> Look, I, I saw the sign. Oh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I heard. I, 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 I got to look into it. I, gotta, I have to call their, you know, call them and see what's happening over there. Okay. Somebody said something. I, I got to get to the root of the root of the issue. Yeah, I, I, I think what we want to know is all that she wants. We would like to know that. All that she wants. Is that the baby? Yes. Yeah. all the sun. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I opened up my eyes. Anyway, she goes downstairs <laughs> to the kitchen. Right. 
She goes downstairs to the kitchen and she's like, oh my God, mom, you look great. And her mom, mom did look great. Her mom, mom had like look, a pep in her step. Mom, you don't look, look like trash anymore. This is fantastic. You know, the mom had the mom had like a pep in her step. She was happy. <laughs> then the dad comes jogging in like, hey. Yeah. And he starts <laughs> sucking from the sink. Yeah. Right. He had like gone for a run and he's like just drinking out of the sink like it's a water fountain. He loves it. I do that sometimes. Why get a why dirty a glass with water? And then she's looking around and she's like, Oh my god, I've gone back in time. Yeah. And she has a flip phone too, by the way. Yes. You get a lot of use, a comedic use out of the flip phone in this movie. Uh, the, uh, Wait, and, and I totally forgot, by the way, that when you texted, you it, like texting was a whole production. Oh, yeah. I, was, I never used to do it. I, I never did it. I it was a, it. such a pain in the ass. Texting my thumbs was such a big. I can't text with my thumbs. My, my thumbs are too large. And then you'd have to hit the number like one, like A, B, C. Yeah, three times. Like, yeah. And then the overshoot it sometimes. Yeah. So, so then anyway... The phone rings. It's Carrie, her her best friend, who's very excited about everything. Mm-hmm. Then we hear like a horn honking, and her mom's like, "It's your boyfriend. It's Rick." And it was Rick Morgan in a in a flashy red sports car. Mm-hmm. And so it was Rick Rubin. It's Rick Rubin. It was produced licensed to ill. It was Rick, Rick Astor. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know why Rick Rubin was in my mind? Did you ever see that that show on Hulu called Dave? I know of it, but no. I've never seen it. Dave. I, there was one, there was one episode where Dave met up with Rick Rubin. Okay. Rick Rubin's here. He just produced Johnny Cash's album. Now he's going to take it to the beach. <laughs> now he's filming a romantic comedy. <laughs> That's right. He's a Renaissance man. Oh. So, so um, he directed that awful. So, uh, sorry, I, I know. Just, no, what? What? Just what? He directed that Run DMC movie, Tougher Than Leather. It's really it's terrible. I love oh. Run DMC, but it was a, it was a bad movie. Weren't they in Disorderlies? No, that was the Fat, fat Boys. Boys. The Fat Boys. The fat, yeah. I've seen I've seen that too. That was them and Ralph Bellamy. <laughs> yeah, Ralph Bellamy. <laughs> work with them. and it was like Ralph Bellamy's one hundredth movie. Right, and I well, liked it. He, your 100th movie is with the Fat Boys. The fat Boys, yeah. Remember them? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Wipe out. I saw that movie. I, I kind of enjoyed it. There was a review. Well, I don't know if it's. There's a reviewer who may have been not not politically correct at the time. They said they, they should have used subtitles because he couldn't understand what the Fat Boys were saying. Oh. <laughs> that wouldn't go over well oh. today. No. Yeah, he'd be canceled. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so this is where, oh, they use a little Hallmark trope here, though, because, so her mom's like, hey, you're going to the beach, you're going to, you know, have a good time, and that's all you're going to do all day is just go to the beach and have fun. And so she grabs her bag, she gets in the car, and Rick keeps on trying to kiss her, and she's like, no. She's like, oh, no. I like the way she handled it. She just says, oh, no, not today. No, not, 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 no. I, I loved that because it was a nod to that Hallmark rule of, like, it, it if a couple's if somebody in a couple is with somebody else, they won't kiss the you know a new person. And technically, yeah. in it, even though we're in the 
younger timeline, technically Maggie is married to Josh, so she'd be cheating on Josh if she kissed Rick. Even though yeah. in the younger timeline, she's dating Rick. Right. Yeah, yeah. I liked Rick also. Is it cheating if you're in the past, though? It's. I, I don't I, think it is. That's the excuse I always use. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Right. Um, yeah. I'm, no, I, I'm a time traveler. <laughs> I'm only having sex with this person because we're in a different timeline than you. You know, it never works. I, I thought I was dreaming at the time. I, <laughs> I thought I was right. going to wake. And I thought that's the only way it was going to wake me up. That doesn't work. Uh, no, I've never done that. But I, I kind of like, like Rick, but we'll get to that. So, so then, you know, um, they they go by her favorite diner. Oh, yeah, she eats a lot. She eats a lot of flamingos. Pie. Yeah. No. Oh, so sure, Kurt, I'm sure you like that. I told you. she's. Yeah. Uh, she, I, I, I'd, I'd like to make her my woman. She's uh, She's got everything <laughs> going on. She's she's a quirky. She likes pie. I could just stop there. Well, I like that in, in, then, in this car ride with that blue screen, a uh, green screen with uh, Josh, yeah. Uh, he, they're talking and he asks if she's still mad at him for something he said. I don't remember what, a, you know, they kind of hint at it, but they never really say it. And then he's like, right. and he says to her, can we have a do over? And that's when the light bulb comes on for her that like, oh my God, I'm definitely getting my do over that I wished for. Right. Yeah. So, so, um, and then we find out that Rick has a dad who, so someone mispronounced Vera Wang. I think it was Carrie. The, desi- the designer character is the one that mispronounced Vera Wang? Who who did it? Because somebody pronounced Ash, the actor played Ash, um, Omnies, what's the word? What Never was the mind. word, Kurt? I'm going to say it wrong. I wrote Omnius. Oh, oh, Ominous. He said, oh, Ominous. He said, Ominous. At one point. Ooh. Anyway. Minutia criticism here. Well, the the so it turned so Maggie ends up going to the beach. She had fun. She says that she hadn't had fun like that in years. She let loose. Um, Speaking of very minutia criticism, this is so dumb and so small. But when they're at the 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 lake and they show uh, Maggie and Carrie in these pool floaties. They are watermelons. Mm. They didn't have pool floaties like that 15 years ago with all the, like, you know how now they have all these, like, super huge swans and everything's really uh-huh. colorful and look like, it looks like a watermelon. That wasn't a thing 15 years ago. That's a contemporary thing. Oh. Okay. Damn. That, um, they're they're, they're so- uh, pool floaty... A uh, prop supervisor should uh, should turn in his badge. <laughs> wow! So so then she comes home and she sees her dad trying to climb the ladder, and she's like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't don't get on that ladder." Just she's like, "Throw it away," and the dad's yeah. like, "Okay, I'll throw it away." And then she left the room, and he didn't. He no, didn't. he didn't. And I and this this was interesting to me because it is. Well, we'll see. There's a scene afterwards with the involving the ladder. Yeah. So then she goes to her brother, who's like a computer nerd, and you know this. This is always the time travel trope: is where you find a friend and you're like, "I'm here from the future." And at first they're like, "What the hell?" And then they then they sign on. 
and believe you. So I love the fact he's like, tell me something from the future. And she tells him about Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that convinced him. I well, think Ash, the name Ash, I, I, I think that was an homage to Ash from Evil Dead. Oh, very possible. Yeah. Especially for this kind of character. I, I loved that. Yeah, he knew that she was, wasn't lying. The fact that she knew how Game of Thrones ended and started to say it. And they never actually named Game of Thrones, but they hinted very heavily about it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it was like an issue of, um, I wonder if they, they just legally couldn't say I it. don't think so. Well, I think you can, because they're not, they're not using it in a way to st steal uh, copyright. They're, they're simply referencing it as something from the per world in which these people live. They reference Dungeons and Dragons. Right. They reference Legos. True. Yeah. And, and we don't and we don't know how Game of Thrones ended. The the, the last two books haven't come out. See, well, I like this Ash character. I've read all the books. You did? I have. I have I've only watched the TV show. And the Red Wedding, I remember watch I remember I was I was reading the book. I didn't I didn't know the Red Wedding was coming. Even though it had already happened uh -huh. on the TV show, but I had avoided TV spoilers. And then I said, and when I watched the show after that, the sh the show it's worse than the book. Really? Yeah, because in the sh in the books, the pregnant wife is not at the Reddit the, the red wedding. She in the books, I think she's still alive. Ah, but not in the TV show. Boy, that was the end not of her. On the TV show, <laughs> no, it was horrible. I was like, geez. No, no, no. Anyway. Not the TV show. So I, oh, and by the way, if you are a, if you are a, um, uh, uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name, and I just said a game. If you are a Game of Thrones watcher, mm -hmm. and you're going to be mad at us about spoilers, um, you're a little late. I didn't really. So, spoil I it. don't think Look, the red one. No, like I was years ago. I, well, yeah. also, I've never seen the show, but broadly speaking, I've heard of the Red Wedding episode. Like it's out there in the culture for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because the Red Wedding is that's that's a textbook study of how to fuck people up. <laughs> you, you know what's rough? Uh, yeah, I know. We got to we have to move on from Game of Thrones. But there, but the, the the real disappointing thing about the show, and they couldn't do this in the show, but like the Queen. Uh, see, I'm giving spoilers. All right, so the Queen, uh, the Queen, like Cersei, John Snow's no, John Snow's like stepmother, Queen. What what was her name? Latifa? Oh, you, you mean his aunt? Queen Latifa? Daenerys? Daenerys Targaryen? No, uh, i got to move on. Actually, I can't remember the names now. The John's, anyway, the woman, she dies. His mother. Yeah. His mother. Yes. yes. His mother, like his, his kind of stepmother. But it's like his stepmother, because Jon Snow is a bastard. Yes. All right. The stepmother in the show. This she like, dies. This like when you guys talk about the festival, the uh, the fringe festival circuit, and I don't know any no. of the people you're talking about because I've never seen Game of Thrones. Okay, but here's uh, uh, I'll, I'll get this over quickly. So she dies at the red wedding. So in the right. in the show, she's dead. In the books, yeah. she comes back to life, and she is alive oh. as, as like this zombie creature. She's she's alive and she's like taking out her vengeance. But they one of the reasons I think they didn't do it on the show is because they would have to keep the keep the actress around, put her in this macabre makeup. You know, they, they just decided not to do that. And it's a big for for those of us who've read the books and then saw the show. That was like that's usually like the main criticism. 
Well, I will not be reading that book. Okay. <laughs> Same. Oh, man. All right. Oh, anyway, so, so her brother was telling her that he had actually done studies about time nomads and what she was going through was actually kind of a form of amnesia. And instead of losing your memory, you lose your time that you're... Yeah, the, the way he described it is there's a time travel theory where people seem... Uh, uh, with amnesia, you forget who you are. But there's a time travel theory where some people forget when they are. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. That, yeah. That was a new take yeah. on it. I, I've never heard that take before. I guess that's what she was experiencing. And I don't know and, if it was his, legitimately an actual theory out there, but the way they described it and set it up, it made it sound like it probably is a legitimate time travel theory that scientists have actually studied in, in the real world. I'd love to find out. Oh, uh, if I may just interject one second. The character I'm talking about is Caitlin Stark from Game of Thrones. Yes. Okay. Okay, okay let's continue. I would love to hit my head and get, like, time amnesia and, like, wake up in, like, the 80s or something. Yeah. That'd be fun. But why isn't she... No, I get, she, she should be buying stock. Like, buy some Amazon stock. Well, no, she gave him a tip. Yeah. Well, she... Yeah, she... She gave him a... Th that was she actually gave him a good tip. My Netflix. Is that now? Is that this? Oh yeah, that this is actually a really, really lovely beat in this movie, um, where you know they're sort of wrapping up their talk about time travel, and then she's like, uh, "Oh, it's the next morning," and Ash is like, "You know, were you jerking me around yesterday, or like, do you really believe that you're in this other time?" And you know, they talk about that, and then. He, uh, he asked her, like, hey, you know, in the future, am I still, you know, kind of like this? Basically meaning, like, you know, am, I, am I kind of, like, sad and lonely? And she's like, no. you." Uh, and she lies to him. She's like, you know, you're, like, dad's always talking right. about how confident you are. And you're a big developer of apps. And he's like, you mean this games for your phone? She's like, oh, you don't even know where phones are going? Trust me. Stick with apps. Trust. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was the best tip ever. But it was just a really, really lovely scene between the two. Yeah, yes. that was nice. She also destroys his Lego thing that he worked for on for six weeks yeah. in the basement by accident. But it looked like it looked like that she like it took six weeks to make that thing. So so then, meanwhile, she oh then she recruits her brother to go with her because Josh is protesting to save the library because the library is going to be sold to developers, like all buildings are in Hallmark. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so she dragged her brother along, and um, we find out that the reason why Josh is so adamant about protecting the library is because he went there with his mom, and his mom is dead. I see dead people. So they threw but, that one in too. Yeah, they did. But I did like, I really did like the speech about the library, how Ben Franklin started libraries and Andrew, Andrew Carnegie had a bunch of started a bunch of libraries. I yeah. thought, yeah, I mean, they, they should knock it down. It is a piece of history. So then they go to the protest. Uh, Josh and uh, Maggie get arrested at the protest and taken to jail uh, their dad bails them out. 
or Maggie's dad bails them out. I guess it was fifty bucks a person. Yeah. So it was a hundred bucks to bail them out. That, so so there there was a moment in this scene and also later in this movie that I love because they these Hallmark movies they they call them romantic comedies, but there's rarely anything ever even remotely funny happening in them. And there is a very funny throwaway line of dialogue in this scene where everyone's basically making fun of like, you know, buttoned up straight and narrow Maggie for getting arrested. And her, uh, the, brother is like joking about being the parents favorite and the mom is like uh you you are my favorite ash like joking around and the dad says something like uh i've i've thought of my two kids you'd be the one that wouldn't be spending time in front of a judge and maggie under her breath just goes that's not going to age well okay because she becomes she becomes like this litigator in the future no i know Look, we lost Les Kirkendall Barrett. He's, he left the broadcast. Well, he's just traveling in time. He's doing the podcast, but 15 years before now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, welcome Were back, Les. Time traveling? Were I, you time traveling, Les? I went back in time. I went back to 1984. The Olympics were happening here in Los Angeles. Oh. Did you go into the future? Do I we ever do anything in the future? Do we ever do anything with our Instagram page? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Look, I, you know, I have, to, I, I have to take some responsibility. So that's funny. And they also say, and then the mother says that the son is her favorite, and then the father said he'd rather have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but that's a little, that's a little edgy. Yeah. Well, because yeah, you know they're the, telling the truth. You know they're telling the truth. <laughs> it, it's an all new hallmark. Sure is. So, so then Mag- Maggie, so then they have to go to like their, what would it be, an arraignment? You think? Yeah. Oh, before that, though, they're like eating like lunch or something in the backyard. And then like uh, the uh, Brian Adams song, Heaven, comes on. And mom and dad get up and yeah. start dancing again. Like it was actually the Brian Adams song. It was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They're about ready to start uh, porking. Well, yeah. Because you know, they're like. Yeah, they like get a room. He's like, I got a room. I got all of them, and I'm gonna. So, so then they, H- so then H- they go H- to their okay. They go to their trial. It's a preliminary and Maggie, hearing, and Maggie acts as the lawyer. She's like, um, "No, I've got this." It should be pointed out that care at this point in Maggie's life, she has not yet even gone to law school. Right. Right. Court is jam packed, but you know that's a, that's that's a TV thing. Everybody does. That. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about how unbelievably full this courtroom was for this tiny oh, yeah. little proceeding. Well, it's like three rows <laughs> on each side, but there's there wasn't a seat a seat uh, empty. Yeah. It was like OJ trial, right? Because they were at a protest. <laughs> but like, she did a, yeah. she did a good job. She did a good job because case oh, was yeah. dismissed. Yeah. Yep. And she shocks the judge. Yeah. And she and they get a temporary restraining order against the tearing down mm-hmm. the building. Yeah, she throws that in too. She goes, "Judge, will I have your attention?" Yeah, yeah, she did it. And the judge loved the library; like she grew up with the library. So, That's another hallmark so then, trope of the uh, everyone talking about their love of reading. Yeah. Like that's Which that's a good, specific least- hallmark thing because they really love to promote the idea of libraries in your community. 
They do? Because yeah. I, I, I'm on board with that. I am too. Hallmark likes libraries and pet adoption. Oh, where well, else? I like that yeah. too. Where pet else? Adoption is a little harder. Without libraries, where else are homeless people going to go and watch porn during the middle of oh, the day? Yeah. Right? Did I tell you that story? No, but that's a thing that happens everywhere. Okay, yeah, I guess we all, we all have that story. I yeah. guess that's going on. <laughs> Wait, what was your story, Kurt? I, I just, I saw, there's not really much of a story. I just saw a homeless guy looking at porn in the New York library. And I was like, what's going on? But one, one time, but then I went to this party and I was talking to this uh, girl about this. And I said, I can't believe I was in the library. This, this, this guy's watching porn. And she made it like a civil liberties issue. She's like, well, he has every right to do that. And I said, well, what if like a little kid like walked by and saw that? Well, they obviously don't have control of their children. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> Kids are supposed to be in the library. There was a person nearby who just changed the subject very quickly. <laughs> Kids uh, are supposed to go to the library. I, I would argue that th- your moral judgment on whether or not a kid should be allowed to see that is not relevant to whether or not he has the right to watch it. Right. Wait, let me, I, I gotta, you gotta walk me through that. Or, or we don't have to. Am, am I right or wrong? I don't think Not anyone's bad. right. I, 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 I mean, I, I think it's kind of crass uh, to be watching porn, but that's my own personal yeah. opinion. It doesn't like right. my personal opinion has nothing to do with whether or not something is legal. Or, you know what? I think it's like watching porn in public. Porn is something that you should, you know, yeah. but, but again, we're making a judgment. Other people would disagree well, with us. Well, I guess I guess I was looking at it in, in terms. Yeah, I I think that was that was just one example of why that might not be the appropriate thing to do in public. Yeah, like you don't want to go to the library with your kids thinking, oh, I'm, I'm getting my kids out and having them exposed to reading, and you walk by and see um, they're getting exposed scissoring. to something else. You know, <laughs> I saw scissoring at the library. Oh, did you do arts and crafts, honey? <laughs> 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 Man. Uh, <and laughs> oh, so Rick calls Maggie a jailbird. Mm-hmm. And and tells Maggie that his father has summoned her to to the country. Les froze oh. up again. He's time traveling again. Les come back. Am I frozen? Oh, there you are. You're back. You're back already. You know, these these time jumps during the podcast are frankly rude. Yep. Okay, well, I'll, I'll hold off okay. until after. He, free, he freezes, but, and then he, like, unfreezes, and he's five years older. Yeah, and he has all this new information about the world that we don't have. Yeah. Right? Well, there, well, there are hoverboards <laughs> and flying cars. <laughs> okay, thank you. They're hover, hoverboards. Okay. Great. Oh, so so then Rick's dad is Rick's dad is a dick. Yeah, a total yeah. dick. And he is friends with the person who wants to use the library as a new development. Yep. And but then Rick doesn't want to turn into his dad, so he's like, Maggie, please promise me that you won't let me turn into my dad. Mm-hmm. Which is I thought was another very grave move he says i want to make enough money so i don't have to listen to his lectures again now this never gets that's where they leave this in the movie that's it they never have there's there's no like makeup in the relationship 
the you know what we get out of this is his he, what what he he want, he wants to he's successful in getting away from his parent now, have we ever seen that in one of these movies no and oh, talks no. about how he and uh maggie like they he, they they should uh they they want to get out of the town they they know that their lives yeah. aren't really going to be there nice I I like this moment. I like this moment for Rick, but I feel like they don't pay it off later in the movie with this same character. I feel like he changes throughout the course of the movie. Right. Well, you see him in the beginning of the movie if you want to like connect it with that, and he's successful. He's out, so you figure he's probably left his father. Well, in he's the successful and out in the future, but even through through the timeline of this movie, he goes from. You know, trying trying to get Maggie to play along, go to dinner, all this stuff, to like kind of being annoyed that she's fighting this court case and basically trying yeah. to put a stop to it. Like he becomes more of a yeah. dick as the movie goes along. He isn't really a dick and then becomes one. He's conflicted, I yeah. think. Yeah. So then this next scene between Maggie and her mother is what made me love this movie. Oh, me too. And- and this is something else that we have never seen on a Hallmark movie. The, the, I or wrote, even in a regular movie. I, wrote, I know what you're going to talk about. I wrote in my notes, this is the most important monologue in a Hallmark movie ever. Yeah. Because uh, Maggie's talking to her mom, she's, and she asks, you know, did you think that dad was the one? And the mom tells her, I don't believe that there's a one. And, you know, there you could have more than one mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And that's how I have always felt. Always. Yeah. Yes. She, she says that do. love does people a dis- – or the, the concept of one does people a disservice. Love is a choice on a continual basis. Oh, yes. So good. And I was good. like, oh, my God. I wrote that down as well. No, it is because if you if you go around saying like there's a one, you're going to be in for some disappointment. You know, that's I agree with this monologue, right. of course. Because I I because this is how I feel, you know, like that, and I've been vilified by people before because they're like, "What do you mean?" You know, because I I am married, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like, "Well, did you know that you like you were soulmates and the, he was the one?" And I'm like, "Well." But no, I've had more than one one. <laughs> and, and sometimes yeah. the one is the one for that time, that that right. point in your life, that whatever you're going through. Uh, yeah, I, I just loved it because I I have been in relationships or even just like dated people briefly where one or the other is putting so much pressure on like what their idea of a, what a relationship is supposed to look like is. And it's like you, you create that together as you go along, like nobody's got a handbook for that. Right. Right. And then have you noticed it's always your friends that like. Oh, less is time again. And give you advice. <laughs> Wait, repeat that less you cut up there. You said it's your friends are you doing again. What? Yeah. Oh. oh, your friends who are like in the unsuccessful relationships are the ones that try to give you advice mm-hmm. on how to have one. Ugh. Yep. Oh, okay. So, so then Maggie bumps into Ash. He's wearing cologne. He's all dressed up. He's going on a date with Nikki. And Maggie's like, oh, shit. He cannot go on this date. 
and we find out <clears throat> that Nikki was the one who wrecked her brother's confidence because she dumped him in front of the whole school at a homecoming dance. Jarling mm-hmm. Nikki. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So they decide that they want to talk. Maggie and Josh decide that they want to deal with the developers and go to the developers. And then they go to her old law office and in walks Mal, her boss, but a younger version. And once again, she's like, you look great to Mal. And then, so they're trying, so this part I didn't get. You look the same. The part, well, but the part that I didn't get was he was trying to get them to settle. Mm -hmm. And she was like, don't settle. Because, you know, it's just three. What I didn't get about this was why would Josh be getting cash? He's just exactly he's protesting. Yeah, they were right. trying. They, they, they were trying to pay him off, and basically, uh, like uh, an illegal way, which is basically saying they were giving him a stipend for his time for trying to save this uh, this institution. Okay. Oh, because yeah, I didn't get that either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. This this well, is another scene where there was actual comedy that made me laugh out loud. This scene where because they they kept he kept every time uh, Mal would make an offer he'd write it on a tiny piece of paper. You know, like in mo- movies they always have the courtroom scene and they just slide it across the table. Well, this is like a really long conference table, so he would get up and dramatically walk it down the table. The first time you're like, okay, Hallmark, that's silly. But then the, he did it a couple more times, and Josh kind of leaned in and said, uh, uh, oh, "What did she?" Say? He he's oh he said something or she says something about like why does he keep walking down the table? One of them's like it's such a long table. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't explain it well. It was much funnier in execution than watching it. But then they they are like you know thanks but no thanks and this is where he has his monologue about the libraries and how Andrew Carnegie wanted felt that everybody should go to the library and that's why he started building them. And so they're leaving and then Mal uh, asks Maggie to talk to her alone. And then um, she ends up telling him off. She ends up up telling him off. It was a great dressing down. Yeah. Yeah. She learned it from him. Yeah, yeah. She, she basically is telling him, I know so much more about you and your client than you could possibly imagine because I'm from the future and I know you in the future. Um, and the the worst thing you want as a lawyer is an opponent you don't know and you don't know me. Right. Damn. And I was like, look at her. She's She has a barracuda. Mm-hmm. But then they go back to court and this time Maggie loses. And then Rick shows up, takes Maggie to dinner, and tells Maggie, listen, Maggie, you need to lay off because you're making things difficult for my dad. And then um, he gets Rick proposes to her. Yeah. Publicly. We've always said that's a mistake. Never do that. 
but he did. Do we feel like this is a a a public no no proposal? Because I, I I think of that as like you're doing it deliberately in front of a crowd of strangers. Whereas this was in a restaurant, but he wasn't doing it for the restaurant to see. He was doing it, and it just happened to be in a restaurant. Well, versus like on a jumbotron where you're putting them on the spot where everyone's going to hear your answer. Well, we're also versus doing it in front of people who you know. So there's a difference there. It still isn't public, though. He's still going to be humiliated if she goes, no. Or I have to think about it. Or maybe she'll be humiliated by being asked. Yeah. Right. Or by being put on the spot at all. There's two things to do. No, never mind. (laughs) Okay. I'm back. So then Maggie's telling everybody that she's engaged. Everybody's happy except for Josh. And then, um, oh, how did, now how did she figure out he was laundering money in Brazil? uh, Rick said something about he he made it was it rick or was it josh she's sitting with josh at the library and he's and and josh says uh he's saying so where are you gonna get married you're gonna go to brazil she goes brazil brazil she remembers and i don't know how she actually got that information but apparently this michael williams who's the developer would uh was doing some of his business in brazil and brazil has some different laws. I don't know exactly how it all how it all works. Well, Maybe I it all they, but what they figured out is they figured out that they needed to get his briefcase from the country club. Yep, there's a heist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So 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 they sneak. So they go to the country club under the guise of applying for jobs. By the way, this was very bold for a Hallmark movie. A heist? Yeah, heist. like a whole set piece in a movie centered around them committing a crime. A series of crimes, really. Oh, Siri thinks I'm asking about crime. I don't want to know about crime, Siri. I- <laughs> Brazil has no reciprocation. That's what I wrote. It doesn't yeah, reciprocate. Okay. Yeah. So, so like they, they dressed as employees. Mm-hmm, yeah. They spied around. Maggie got yelled at by a Karen. That lady was good, too. Mm-hmm. Who, the Karen? Yeah, she was perfectly cast. She did a good job. Um, uh, Josh gets the briefcase from the locker. Maggie knows how to pick locks. Mm-hmm. So she picked the lock of the briefcase. And they have like good they, fake Ocean's Eleven music going through this whole scene. Yeah. Yeah, because then they get the he gets the papers. He has to photocopy them. He fucks up at the photocopy machine. Everything's almost going awry, but just in time he gets the papers and gets the briefcase back into the locker right when uh, Rick and his dad are showing up. And then meanwhile, Maggie also had to hide as Rick walked by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she calls an, she calls an ambulance. She, she, yeah. She calls an ambulance because Rick and Rick 
I think it's is, is Michael Williams actually hurts himself. Yeah, Michael Williams was in a sand trap yeah. and like sprained his ankle, like trying to hit the ball out of the sand trap. Yeah. So they started walking off of the golf course right towards where Maggie was stationed, trying to keep a lookout of things. So they were going to spot her. So in order to throw everyone off, she goes over to an emergency phone and uh, calls for an ambulance because uh, claiming that Michael's having a heart attack. And it's kind of yeah. funny that the, the clearly the people in the movie who are the extras who aren't allowed to have any lines, uh, they won't get bumped up. Like uh, Josh walks in the locker room. There's there's two guys yeah. in there. He just uh, says, well, you want to go to the steam room? And they just silently walk out like <laughs> Frankenstein. They had a couple uh, of extra. <laughs> uh, the extras clearly went to the park ranger school. They, they, there were a few of those scenes in the movie. Yeah. But they got a bump up for that, right? No. No. They do uh, not. No dialogue. We featured extra. You don't. In get fact, there was a scene when uh, when um, uh, Josh goes in to use that fax machine to make copies. The the woman that is sitting at the desk that he speaks to. If you notice, you never see her face on camera. It is the back of her head. I am convinced that her line of dialogue was dubbed in looping after the fact. It wasn't that actress. Because I was thinking that, because I was like, how mm -hmm. pissed would you be if you told your family, I'm going to be in this movie, watch this movie, and they didn't show your face, they just showed the back of your head? I bet, I bet originally it was going to be, they thought it was going to be edited, so they didn't hire an actor, it was just, it, uh, hire a, um, a speaking part actor, they just had an extra yeah. there, and then after the fact, when they're watching it, they're like, it's weird that he's sort of talking, and she doesn't respond, so they threw in a line of dialogue. I wonder what the union rules are on that. Uh, That's kind of unusual. Well, no, that would the uh, whoever the you know what a loop group is. Yeah, that that would be the what the loop group covers and stuff like that. So somebody's getting paid for it, just not the person whose body was on camera because no, they weren't high enough to speak. Camera. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they they get the paperwork right. And so then they all go back to uh, Maggie's house, and then they have their all their friends over to help them with yeah, I hope, their, their protest. I hope Rick doesn't stop by. Ruben? That's right, Rick Ruben. He's producing uh, Johnny Cash's Hurt at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that song, that, that song yeah. is depressing. Oh, uh, no, Hurt was about 10 years before this, this scene was taking place. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, so he already did it. Yeah. So then I, I love this part, too, because Maggie, Maggie, when Maggie was getting the girl to hack, mm -hmm. the, to mm -hmm. hack the, but she was saying, okay, so I'm not telling you to hack into their business, but if you, I'm not telling you to go down to the basement where there's better Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And I'm where my brother you. knows a lot about computers, too. Now, I'm not telling you to blow my brother wise down there, but it would just make my life easier. <laughs> she did pimp her this girl out because then she, she noticed that, that the girl was like, oh, she's into computers and she's cute and kind of dorky. She's wearing this like alien T-shirt and she comments yeah. on her shirt. She's like, oh, that's really cute. My, I think my brother will like it, too. Yeah. Oh, she pushed her in yeah. there. Yeah. She's not coming back up for a while. So, so then, she's gonna, well, apparently, she's gonna be, well, apparently she, apparently she didn't, we find out. She's going to be trapped down there in a pit like that poor girl yeah. in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> okay. 
I just thought of a really, a really disgusting Dungeons and Dragons euphemism that I will not repeat. Have you guys? I know. Oh, there's no way. All right, here's my guess. All right, Les, you've never you never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I think Jason has. No, never have. No, no, never I'm not. I'm not okay. into like fantasy stuff. I've ne- like fantasy films. They bore me to tears. I can't watch yeah. them. Okay. What what happened? Did you play it? No, you haven't done it. Okay. No, no. Unless there's like <laughs> slapping and champagne throwing, I'm not in. Oh, I did. I <laughs> slapping. <laughs> I briefly played it, but then that was it. Now, what, what? It was like a whole commitment, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like somebody invited me into like this group, Dungeons and Dragons group, and. and um, I, yeah, I wasn't, it's like a lot of storytelling and stuff and it's, it's very complicated and I was a character and my character really wasn't, ended up not really doing anything. I was like, oh, this is kind of. So you would just have to sit there and your character would do nothing? Yeah, kind of. And then like, there's like a dungeon master telling the story and I, people really get into it. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of interest in it. It went maybe three times like, oh, that's enough. And then I remember the parents were like up in arms, like like, oh my gosh, Dungeons and Dragons is bad. Yeah, I don't know what's bad. That's those are the same people who say Harry Potter is bad or witchcraft. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Harry Potter was a good book. I anyway, I, well, I, 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 I have a theory as to why parents dislike that. And this is and I'm and Why? let me preface that I I am an atheist. I've mentioned it here on the show, but I think the parents that are scared of that are scared that people will believe in something other than the Bible. The, they'll they'll oh. find something else magical the, the way I see it, uh, uh, other than the Bible to believe in. Oh. Yeah, well, that's kind of like they don't want you to see what else is, is out there also sometimes. I bet those parents are very upset with Days of Our Lives because Marlene is <laughs> possessed by the devil. <laughs> those parents are all yeah, watching. Yeah, we talked Marlena about that. And I, we yeah. talked about how the devil needs to, um, you know, delegate other demons. Well, to do the, the, devil's, the devil's on Days of Our Lives and he talks to her through, through her therapist tape recorder. Speak of the devil. Really? And he encu- yes, and he encouraged her to to tell um to tell Ben to go and get Sierra pregnant because that baby had work to do. So, the, the so devil's really invested in these people. Yeah, it's very busy in Salem. <laughs> Devil gets bored. The devil's really into minutia, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no very broad busy. no broad strokes there. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so they go to court and they and like um, Maggie and Josh provide the paperwork that is needed to show like all the money laundering and stuff. Mal mm-hmm. accuses them of stealing, but Maggie was like, okay, deny, deny, and just be, in, if you're in, accused, just be incredulous about it mm-hmm. and deny. And so then uh, the judge was like, well, how do you know your paperwork is stolen? And Mal was like, because it's wrinkled. The paper is wrinkled. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work. And so the judge was like, really, really, you're going to waste my time for this? And then the judge voted in favor of Maggie and Josh. And so the library was saved. Yay! Yay! 
They got a permanent injunction. Hooray. And so, um, now. but Mal was so in awe of Maggie's skills that he was like, you know what? If you ever need uh, a recommendation for law school, I will give you a recommendation and I will have a job for you. And he said, she has to prove that she can swim with the sharks. She said, I just did. And right. actually, he didn't offer a job. He offered a recommendation for law school. Yeah. Which, I mean, see, I would think of like revenge or something like, you know, is he really going to give me a good recommendation for law school or is he going to fuck me over? That's a good question. I I would say in most Hallmark movies, you would never suspect that somebody would fuck you over. But this particular movie, it's it's totally possible. It's a whole new world. Yeah. 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 Now, I was very struck by this next scene. To the point I was having a conversation with somebody and I referenced this scene because I thought this was... Well, tell us. Well, they take the old rickety uh, ladder that the dad eventually falls flat on his ass and uh, uh, cripples himself. So they take the ladder and they run it over. She gets, she gets Josh, Maggie gets Josh to run it over three times. Mm-hmm. And I thought yeah. that's a brave thing to see because I know from personal experience, my, myself being somebody who uh, does uh, care for my parents who, and, and sometimes it's difficult to, Sometimes it's difficult to be the child. Sometimes it's difficult to be the parent to the parent. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And and uh-huh. it's a strong thing to show, like a grown. It's a grown child really taking control of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh-huh. So this this really um, this scene struck me very. And I think it's a good because then you know the, the, there's an aftermath to this. The father might not be happy about that. It might not be happy that they 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 took that power they destroy his ladder he still wants his ladder but they know they know better than him she knows that he should be using a rickety ladder because you're going to fall on your ass and that's going to make everybody's life difficult yeah and 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 in this particular moment she's the one that actually knows it for sure versus like it's pretty obvious that you might fall off this thing because it's broken you know, she yeah. knows that it actually is broken and is going to hurt him physically. So she wants to, like, cut that off at the pass and she has the opportunity to do it. Right. And she does. They they yeah. smash that ladder. Yeah. So, to some, like, Within rock music. It was a really badass moment in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking about it afterwards. And I was I was kind of getting emotional. I, I, I thought it was such a strong strong uh, choice to make mm-hmm. well because she was like that's the chance i'm willing to take him being pissed off because i know it's going to save his life so i'm doing it. and it's a nice yeah. payoff for anyone that was in favor of demolishing the library at least they got to see something get demolished right this all something gets smashed yeah so then maggie wakes up again you know and and so She's going to her parents' 25th anniversary party. Oh, we forgot to mention. Mm -hmm. Josh went on a date. Carrie was interested in Josh, and so Josh was kind of dating Carrie. Yeah, but just sort of in the background. We never even really saw them together. But they mentioned it earlier in the movie. Yeah. It it looked like they went out once. 
But then, you know, uh, she Maggie was engaged to Rick anyway. So it wasn't like, you know, Carrie was overstepping. Her. And Carrie did ask Maggie about it. Maggie saying, no, like, you know, because Maggie was sort of torn at that when she asked her in, the, in that point in the movie. She's like, yeah, yeah, go for it. He's single and you're single. Go, Yeah, do it. But Josh uh, ends things with Carrie, we find out, because he's in love with someone else. Ooh. Right. Yeah, I wonder who. And and, um, and Carrie was kind of like she could care less. Like, she's kind of like, oh, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think that woman has options. I don't think she cares. Yes. <laughs> I don't think she thinks that's the end of the road. No, she has several options. Sure does. So then Maggie dumps Rick. And she said, the idea of you is wrapped up in what I thought I wanted to be. Is that what she said? Something along those lines. Yeah. Anyway, it was a good, you know what? It was a little more, it was a more of a a reasonable, realistic breakup than the stupid breakups they usually have in these Hallmark movies where everybody is like so happy. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. You know, this was a little more messy. Yeah. Right. So then the breakup is done. See, everyone's dancing. She sees Josh across the room. She goes to go over to him, and she bumps into a waiter. And the, well, before she bu- before she bumps into the waiter, as she's walking over there, she shouts to Josh, "I don't want to do over," which is a callback to earlier in the movie when she hit her head on the right. fountain and she asked for a do over. Right. And so then um, she, so the, she she bumps into a waiter. He spills his drinks. She slips and falls, hits her head. Mm-hmm. Less time travel again. Oh. <laughs> time travel again. Yeah. Time traveling at the most opportune moment. Oh, okay. You were time traveling in the most opportune moment in the movie, where we find out that uh, Maggie is now in a present day timeline, waking up on the dance floor of her parents' 40th anniversary party. And everybody's there. They're doing well. The, the dad's healthy. Mm-hmm. He can um, dance. Carrie's there. Josh is there. Um, her brother is there with the girl who she sent down to hack yep. the computer. He's getting laid. The girl is pregnant. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. yeah, and we find out they live in Palo Alto, which is a hint to the fact that yeah. he's probably a big, famous uh, app developer now. Nice, right? And he's very confident. Very, I did think the brother was very cute. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, so then she's, you know, her mom is like, you know, you should go home because you hit your head, and they were going to give her a ride home. And and then they make it. They were like, "Well, no." It's, and the mom's like, "Wait, so it is only ten blocks away." And so they start walking. Well, before that, before Josh. that too, I, I love this moment too, where um, when she sees Ash and the the now wife uh, with the ba- you know baby on the way, she goes, "Ash, I'm back." He's saying, "You know," what? she's like, "No, I'm back." And like he gets this look in his eye, like, "Oh." Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't thought about that in 15 years. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. R- right. He was good. Yeah. That actor was, was good who mm-hmm. played Ash. Um, and so then her and Josh are walking home, or and they see the library. 
And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, well, it's so good that the library is still here. And we find out it's not the library. It's her office. So she preserved the building and she works for the building. As the a building. social and justice a center. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's like, it's a, her social justice office. Okay. And that was the end. Well, I thought it would have been kind of funny if then then, then the final shot, a wrecking ball hits the line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Or Doc shows up in the car and goes, it's your grandkids. Get in the car. Yeah. (laughs) I did think that there was a bit, and it may have just been inadvertent because this is what, you know, small town old libraries look like. I did think that there was a nice similarity in the look of the library to the look of uh the 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 building in the town square and back to the future <laughs> with the clock yeah i know i noticed that yeah. too yeah didn't that burn down something didn't that uh, the, the set there, there was a big a fire on the universal studios lot where the, the, the clock tower building is and doesn't actually have a clock on it. Uh, there was a fire there probably about 15 years ago. Ironically, uh, a, a fairly big fire. It actually got some of their film vaults. So there's like, you know, classic like King Kong films and stuff were lost. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if if it got to that building it, it didn't totally burn it down it may have only been like minor damage to that building because oh. it is still there right i don't know they, they lost actual films that's sad yeah yeah well mm, universal had a lot of monster movies back in the day too yeah. Yeah, I lived about two or three blocks from universal when that fire happened it was and because it was you know um, cellu- what did it? What's film made of? Cell- celluloid. 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 Yeah, yeah, because of that, yeah. like the smoke was really black uh, hmm. in my area for a couple of days. It was bad. Wow. Well, if you want to get a hold of me, you, did, wait, did, you never website. said if you loved this movie. You started to at the oh, beginning, but um, you never really told it. us. Okay. Oh no, I loved it. I love this. No, I, I'm telling you, this movie, Hallmark, out of all the Hallmark movies, it's tied with um, the okay. Shopaholics Christmas okay. as my favorite. Okay. Yes. The only thing that was missing from this movie, if it if it would have had a makeover, it would have been a 100. percent Couldn't it be argued that the entire movie was a makeover of her life? Of course. Okay. But there was no montage. True. That's not what that's. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't have one, though. There's no room for a makeover. Who's going to have a makeover? Ash? Anybody, the brother. Yeah. You know, yeah, the brother could have easily had one. The brother was cute, though. Mm-hmm. The cheerleader could have taken him out shopping, and there could have been a whole, like, yeah. right. outfit right. montage. Yeah, I would have loved that. No, I would not have. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, Kurt. Well, it's good. It's good. Hey, it's a monumental episode. Right. We liked it. Everybody. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at my website, com, or you can check it out. Our We have a Facebook page now, right? 
We've always had a Facebook page. I've just done some updates to it so that our podcast now posts directly to the Facebook platform and will show up in your news feed as a video to listen to whenever you want. Oh, cool. I want to see it. And, and, And chime in, too. Chime in. Feel free. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Oh, okay. So, uh, please leave us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to this on. Unless you're on Facebook, then feel free to go and comment. Uh, we are Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast there. And on Instagram, we are Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. You can go to KurtFitzpatrick.com. It's Kurt with a K. And you can contact me there. You can write me and oh. let me know, uh, what do you think? That's it. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Right Drop her a line. <laughs> Drop me a line. Tell me what's up. Tell me if you agree with opinions. Drop us a line yeah. from the future and tell us what you uh, what you what people think of this episode in the future. Yes, yes please do. Please do. <laughs> anyway, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.